Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live Radio Show. It must be Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time because we are live on air. We have a wonderful show planned for you, one that I know you're going to enjoy because, you know, we always talk about parenting and who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong, but really no one can decide that for you but yourself. (laughs) At least that's how I feel. And so there's a new Bravo series out called Guide to Extreme Parenting, and there are about nine couples, people on there who share, you know, their style of parenting. Some call it extreme. Some call it normal. Some call it it works for me, stay out of my business, stay out of my kitchen. (laughs) But anyway, I've watched some of the clips that, you know, they've been on everybody's show, and it is going to be so awesome to have this on to give people a new way of thinking, a new way of parenting, a new way of doing things, or not. But we have one of the cast members, and um, Dr. Marissa is so awesome. She does a lot of stuff. and <laughs> But we're going to talk to her today about, you know, being a cast member of Bravo TV's new series, Guide to Extreme Parenting. And so I believe she is available um, for our yes. call. So I want to welcome Dr. Marissa Silver to the Loretta McNary Live radio show. Hi there. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for having me this morning. Oh, I'm I'm doing well. I have been wanting to talk to you ever since we kind of connected on LinkedIn. I think my producer kind of found you as yes. if you were reading about um, Extreme Guides of Parenting and how you're doing this with your son and your husband and how involved he is. He's, he's in so many other um, activities, and I know you, all, you launched your first week already, so how did that go? It went amazing. I'm getting a great response. My my personal show has not aired yet. It's going to be airing Thursday, but mm-hmm. all my patients are excited and my friends are excited, and I can't I can't wait for it to all happen. <laughs> I, know, I, can't. I have so many questions that I want to ask, and I definitely want to talk about um, your professional career because this is professional too. Because you're you know you're a cast member, you're on TV, you also have other things going on. But I'm just so fascinated by this guide to extreme parenting because I think I I fit into that. I'm a mom as well, and I have sons, and I push them so hard. And I told them some stuff so long about going to college and graduating, and they assumed everybody was raised that way until they got to high school and other people, well, you know, you don't really have to go to college. So they really thought once you graduated, it was an automatic you know, no questions asked, no other path but to go to college until they got to high Good. I like you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's rule right so, now. Good. 
I can relate to that. And I saw um, Stephanie from NBC. She sent some clips over. And let me tell Uh-oh. you, I I have watched a clip with you and your husband when you have your son sitting at the kitchen, and he's just like, you guys are talking about how you know what he's gonna do, why is he gonna do it, and he's just so calm. He's just sitting there like, uh, can I have my cereal? He's just like, this is so normal for me. I don't know anything else but whatever you guys are saying. Okay, but let's let's just keep it moving. So how That's is him. he? He's great. He's so well-adjusted. And as I've told other people, he really pushes this himself. He loves to be active. He loves to be physical. He loves to read. He loves books. I am just taking the back seat on this. It's really him who's pushing the journey. That is so awesome. And, I, and I'm telling you, they are so resilient because if they grow up that way, what other people may consider extreme, but who really cares? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, that's like normal for him where you may take another five-year-old, four-year-old, and they, their parents are like still baby. Because I think you even have one on the show, one of the parents, they're still like breastfeeding and stuff, you know. And right. That. So some people are going to say that's too long, the baby, the baby should not be, you know, whatever. And so when you were off of this, re, you know, I don't call it a reality show because it's real life. You guys were doing this right. to Bravo's creation of the series. So it's definitely not a reality show. It's a real life show. It's an unscripted, so you guys just do it. So Right, what, it's real life. Yeah, so how did you feel about that, sharing your life openly like that? Well, you have to realize that I own a health club in, in the town that I live. So people know me already. My son comes in on Sunday mornings. He answers the phone. It's really cute. And this sweet little voice will say, in the zone, can I help you? And they're all, they're, all my patients get shocked. This must be Dr. Silver's son. So they all know him. I talk about him all the time. So I think it was just a natural progression to put our life on TV and show the world that a mom – can do it all. We can have a business. We can be a daughter, and I'm a sister, and I'm a wife. And we might be juggling as all women do, and it is difficult. I think it's the hardest job in the world is being a mother. But I think we get it done, and I think we get it done wonderfully. I say the same thing, too. I, I know without a doubt that, you know, being a mom is the most difficult job in the entire universe. However, yes. it is also the most fulfilling feeling thing you yes, can ever do is. that's what you choose to do. And so I have friends who, you know, who are not moms and who are not dads. And, you know, and that's cool, too. That's your world. That's what you chose to do. And I know they said, well, you know, we people are always, why don't you have children? Well, you know, ask them something. Why don't they? They're not doing everything in the world to do. Nobody can. So that's your decision. Right. So people should respect, you know, your decision. So have you had any fallout from this? I mean, within your own family. How does your own family feel about you pushing your son? Um, to be well, all that he can be. At, at, what is he, four or five? He, uh, he's, he's five right now, and my mm-hmm. father doesn't think I push him enough. My, my father's old school, so if my son were to cry, my father's the first one to say, did someone hit you? Did someone yell at you? Then stop crying. That's what my father does. And I actually have to say to my father, okay, slow down, sir, daddy. He's five years old. And my brother, who doesn't have kids, thinks that I'm pushing him just to be the best. But I always say I'm not pushing him to be the best. I'm pushing him to be the best that he can be. It's a fine line, and we never cross it. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, who who's the judge? But people just feel like they can just, even if this was not on TV, there are a lot of people who are parenting so differently from people within their family, from their family and friends. So, 
I want to. Why do you feel like you can just walk up to somebody and tell them how to parent their own flesh and blood? That just blows me away that people think that they can, you know, voice that concern. But it's not a concern. It's just you projecting your insecurity and your own way of doing things onto the next person, and I think that's unfair. Right. Well, I guess. I get that now. Even when I'm at a birthday party with my son, I tell my son, I want you to go up to the host, which is the mother and father of the child, and I want you to say thank you. So he'll go over and say thank you, and if a lot of times he doesn't do it the way I want it, I'll say, no, you need to look them in the eye. You have to say thank you. And I'll have a lot of parents say to me, oh, don't worry, it's fine. And I look at them, no, it's not fine. I want him to thank you, and I want him to look at your eyes. He's five years old by now. I think he should know to address a person. So I get a lot of that from my friends sometimes saying, oh, my God, enough already. It's fine. No, it's not fine. It's not your child. It's my child. It's fine for you, but it's not fine for me. It happens all the time. <laughs> I don't know in one of the clips and it's kinda of early in the interview to bring this up, but I was I almost fell off my sofa when I was watching it and you like somebody I think it was your husband, he said, What if he hates he's gonna hate you? You're like, What who cares if he hates me or not? I'm like, Oh my goodness, now that's a big girl statement. You know what? I don't think He'll hate me. I think that when he's 17 and he's going into a great university, he'll be thankful that I made him study for his SATs and his ACTs. Although what I hear by the time that my child goes, they're not going to have SATs anymore, but that's besides the point. I know that in turn he will thank me for pushing him and making sure that he does well in school because without an education in this country, I feel this country is nowhere. So that's why I'm really pushing education for my son. And, and we have to, and, and I'm with you. I don't think it's too much because the, we have what they call technology babies, so they understand everything, things that we yeah. didn't comprehend at age 18. These babies, because they grew up with this, and if we Correct. don't, uh, you know, allow them to, you know, to touch and observe and to, you know, use this technology to their advantage, even at one, because I have a grandson. And I'm telling you, oh, wow. he's one years old. And I know I push him way too hard, you know, according to other people, because he's one and he can't speak, but I have taught him sign language how we do with, you know, he and I. That's um, fantastic. He holds his little wrist together and he goes from side to side. That means I love you. So anytime his dad and mom come get him, he waves bye-bye, the typical thing that everybody is, everybody teaches their baby. But I want to step further and I show them how to say I love you. And so everybody asks, what does that mean? And so I say, if you say I love you, you'll see what it means. And he'll do his little I love you sign. And he's one. That's wonderful. And he's one. And, you know, we have eight females. But he's smart. how to make sounds. Yeah, at one. At one. And I don't think it's too much. And if I tell my mom or some other people that know me, they think I'm pushing him too hard. But he's been knowing how to use an iPhone since he got here. That's all he knows. I know. <laughs> all those little fingers on the phone. It took me so long to get it down where, where I wasn't scratching it with my nail, and my son is able to do it at one years old. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's a yeah, different generation. Right. Yeah, so you have to use what, they grew, what they're going to grow up with and use it to your advantage. And he, I'm telling you, he knows, he doesn't know how to say A or B. Well, he can say A now. But there's a song on ABC Mouse for the letter H. It goes, ha, ha, ho, ho, he, he, he. And so oh, when he sweet. wants to listen to H, guess what he does, Dr. Marissa? He goes, just like See? that. <laughs> You're teaching him. I tell everyone, just teach. I know, but he's smart yeah. at one. Good for you. Take advantage of that and push him. He is. <laughs> 
Oh, and I do. Oh, I do. He knows how to kick a ball. He knows about soccer and, you know, golf. We give him a golf stick. He had his first swimming lesson already. And I tell him, he's not like one and a half. He's like only See, you're one like and me. <laughs> you have to come up to New York. We have, we have to have a play date. This is fantastic. I know. And you know what? That's something else. See, I'm in the South, and we don't do a lot of play dates, but I'm thinking because of these shows that are on now, like your show, that people know it, the, the value of social engagement, too. Now, we talked about technology and how uber important it is for them to know that, but we yes. cannot dismiss, like you said earlier, shaking somebody's hand, looking them in the eye, saying thank you. We still have to make sure they know those manners and they know how to communicate with their words and their actions. So I'm with you on it. I don't think it's extreme, but I know that when I was watching, I could just hear other people just about, you know, oh, my God, I cannot believe they're doing this. So talk about the seven things that he's involved with. He is involved in, and I'm going to use my fingers to count because it does get long. Yes. Okay, he does swimming. Soccer starts in the fall, which is in three weeks. He does karate. He does tennis. He's fantastic at golf, and, and he takes a reading class. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some other sport that he does. But he's busy. But I'd rather have him be busy in a half-hour class here and there than, than sitting in front of the TV for seven hours a day. Right. Right, and you made a valid point. You said he has all these activities, but he's not doing them every day of the week. No. So it's not like you're forcing him to, you know, spend eight hours a day playing golf, playing tennis, playing, you know, no. whatever, reading and all that good stuff. It's like a calendar. You have his calendar, and no one is supposed to touch the calendar that you have. Right. Well, it's great. So, like on a Saturday morning, he has his reading class. And then right from there, we go to golf lesson. And then from right from there, we go to the, to the pool. We spend five hours swimming in the pool and having fun. It's not as if he's taking a golf lesson, a tennis lesson, a reading lesson, karate class, and then he's eating lunch, going back, and then going to sleep. It's every other day we have a different activity. We try to read with him after, after camp every day. He does sight words. At night when I'm putting him to sleep, I always read him two books. He's actually reading already before he's entering kindergarten. So the place that we take him for reading class, it's called I-Level, and they're just the most amazing institution. They've taught him penmanship. They've taught him math. He started math a week ago, and he takes reading classes there. So, we, so he gets it from their end, a, you know, a, a private class, and then he gets it at home. But this is what I think you really need to do with the children. I don't think it's fair to just leave it up to the teachers every day to teach your child everything. There's not enough time in the day. There is, and then people, well, you know, in most schools across the nation, you know, the arts are the first things to go. So, you know, the, the ballet. Isn't that the sad? Is right. Yeah. But, you know, we there's still other opportunities for children to learn the arts. So it shouldn't, like you, I'm just thinking back off of your, what you're saying about school and the teacher having to do it all or shouldn't have to. As parents and concerned residents of this great country, there are other things that we can do. Yeah, they took it out of school, but did you know the school of rock? They take them as early as two years old. And they have them That's across fantastic. the because we have one here in Memphis, and I know two Where is that? I have to call them. I have to enroll him. <laughs> yeah, School of Rock, honey. <laughs> I got to enroll him now. Oh, no, another activity. What would you do to me? <laughs> I know, like you needed one more thing. But that allows him to be creative and to have fun and to be with other kids who are also like him, who are being challenged and pushed. And, you know, kids want to bang on stuff. They want to know how things work. That's how they're built. 
So we don't right. do service. We just sit them in front of a TV or we just sit them in front of a swing. Oh, I hate it when I see babies that have been swinging forever. Oh, Hour. my goodness. I think they should quit making them. I really, really think they should quit making I know. them. Three months and, and done. Yes. Or at least, you know, have some kind of time limit where a baby cannot be in a swing and it will not operate after they've been in there for like 30, 45 minutes. Because I know you need, you know, when you want to keep them safe and you need to go do something, right. so put them in a swing for that. But they should not be raised swinging back. No, swing. I agree. I agree. I just feel, you know, I always say that there's there's no book when when a mother has a child, there's no book. Mommy one-on-one. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So we just have to pull the tools, what we can. I've read every book on parenting, and I take some tips from one book. I take some tips from another book. Some books I thought were not very well written for my lifestyle as as a working mom. And then I had to adapt all the other ideas and styles to my own way of life. And the bottom line is my son, I know I'm going to like toot toot my own horn. If I had a horn here, you would hear me tooting. But I think he's, I do, I think he's very, he's well-rounded. He has personality. He tells jokes. And if you watch the show, he tells a very funny joke on the show. He loves languages. My my um, father speaks Spanish. So he's always asking my father Spanish words. Kids at this age are a sponge. And I feel like we're they doing... Are almost a disservice to them if we don't teach them everything about, you know, moons and stars and the sky, and we should just teach them about planets, and I'm always taking him to museums in Manhattan. I mean, we're so lucky. I live in New York, so Manhattan's only 25 miles from me. I'm constantly taking him to the city to see shows just to open up his mind and just embrace him. Yes. Yes, because even they, you know, scientists and doctors already say we only use ten percent of our brain, no matter how. Could old you, you imagine? Ten percent—that's like you nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like I can't nothing. imagine. Oh my goodness! So I'm just really excited uh, about this. Um, I'm going to say School of Rock because yeah, I'm sure they have some in New York. I'm almost sure, and. They just learn so much about all music, the drums, the guitar, the keyboard, and everything else. And then, you know, there are also classes, you know, fencing and boxing and ballet and visual arts and performing arts. So I don't think they can be overly engaged. I don't think they're no, going to of course not. every day. Now, if you have a schedule like that for a five-year-old, you know, we work 10, 12 hours as entrepreneurs, then, you know, I think that's a bit much, unless they love it. You know, because right. some people, you have to practice as as hard as you play. So let's talk about this, because I, I know that you're also a chiropractic. So yes. I have a friend here, and I did not know, because my children, as you know, since I have a grandson, my children are, you know, over adults. So that right. you, you know, it is very great medical care to take your child to see a chiropractor, because it helps with ear infections, it helps with so much stuff, to let them, too, you know, have the benefits of having been to see a chiropractor? Right. I actually adjust a a lot of children. I would say about 15 or so percent of my clientele are children. They're under the age of four. And I help with um, the ear infections pretty much. People have to realize that when a child is born, the ear canal is straight. So it's horizontal. So they can have bacteria stuck in there. While for adults, it tilts a little bit, so we actually swallow the bacteria. So what I do with the children, I don't give them a forceful adjustment. 
It's nothing forceful. You don't have to cringe when you see my son get adjusted. It's a light mobilization. I work on the TMJ jaw, which is the side muscles going down into your jaw, and I sort of massage that. And it gets the child to swallow. So a lot of times when I'm done adjusting, I'll either give the baby milk if they come, of course, with a bottle, or I'll give the four-year-old or five-year-old water. And you'll see, not every time, and I'm not saying that I can cure all ear infections, but if an ear infection is from excess bacteria that isn't properly draining, yes, I can help that. And I've had a lot of patients who come to me and have said to me, thank you so much. We were going to put tubes in my child's ears, and I didn't want it, but I thought it was the only choice I had. And by seeing you twice a week for X amount of time that they did, their child did not have to have tubes in their ears. So, so true because every parent that I've talked to that has, you know, made that decision that they're going to have these adjustments for their children, and it's ongoing. And so, you know, yeah. I, I thought when I heard that a few years ago that was extreme. So, if, you know, that could be something that Bravo might want to look at. You know, what are we doing, you know, with the different medicines for our children, mm-hmm. too, because we're also into, you know, making sure they take pro, pro, probiotics and, you know, getting adjustments and going to the dentist. And some of these things that we think because of our lifestyle how we were raised, that is just normal for us, but if you talk to another parent who does not do that, who's never heard of it, you know, then they want to judge you all on that. So I've been judged on all that stuff, you know, so long. I let my, um, I think he was in sixth grade. He went to Hawaii for a week with his school, and everybody, oh, wow. friends and family, you're going to let him go? Uh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> He's my child. <laughs> I get to like, say what he does. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> And so they right. thought that was extreme. And, you know, when you're flying, you see little babies, kids fly by themselves. I'm like, woohoo! they would probably have a stroke if they saw right. that. So while this is something new on TV, I don't think it's so new in our, you know, in, our rea- in a lot of people's reality. So I'm really loving that Bravo is doing this series on um, God's Extreme Parents because I don't really think it's extreme at all. I just think it's different. And I think right. it's going to Good word. I like that. Yeah, it's going to cause people to think, and I'm sure a lot of people who would who, who thought those things were extreme, I bet they're going to try them. And so with what you guys are doing, Dr. Marissa, you're enlightening people, and you're going to get them off the couch. Thank you. Yeah. I hope they don't fall <laughs> off the couch, but, yes, I think I'm going to get them off the couch. <laughs> if they fall off the couch, I know a great uh, chiropractic in New York. I, I was just going to say, we'll have to fly them to New York. I'll adjust them, get their spine lined, and then I'll – Send them back home on the plane. I know. And you're but, also into fitness, though. Do you also have your son work out? Because I've always had my sons run with me, walk with me early Saturday mornings. That's the first thing we did. They'd have to get up and, you know, go run. And they were little. They could barely, you know, they were like five. They couldn't do a mile. But I'm like, you can't. You just got to push it. And so okay, what when am I coming you? over? Because we really have to have a play date. This is amazing. I, I love it. I love, I love your whole style. You're like me. This is great. My my son comes – yeah, no, I'm serious. I mean, this is awesome. I made a new friend. I'm so excited. Yes. My son comes – yeah, he, you know, he comes into the, into the gym with me on the weekends, and I actually have weights for him. I bought him one-pound weights. They're the cutest little things I've ever seen. And he likes to hold them. He says, Mommy, I'm going to do bicep curls, and he does squats. And he actually can do a split because of karate. He does MMA, so he does a split. He's so into exercise. He's so into fitness. 
and he loves it. He loves to dance. Whenever we come here, my, my husband and him will throw a ball around for about a half hour because I have a big gym, so they'll throw like a therapy ball back and forth, and my son will try to hit it. But it's good for his eye, his eye-hand coordination. See, I'm, I'm always thinking that, you know, the, the second part of the exercise. Mm-hmm. So one is good that he's catching it. Two, it's family time together. That's not in front of the TV. And I always tell people, you don't have to own a gym. You don't have to spend money to spend time with your child. You, you can just go to the park. We spend a lot of our Saturday afternoons, we go to the park or Sunday afternoons, and we'll just play soccer. We'll just throw the ball to Austin and throw it back. You don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to enroll in class. Just use whatever nature you have around you. Go into the backyard. People always feel they need to have a structured time, and you don't always have to do that either. When I am at the park, I am with my son. We're on the swings. I am chasing him down, down like the slide. I'm chasing all the friends. I'm meeting everyone at the park. A lot of the mothers are sitting down and they're texting, and I would say that's fine for them. But if I'm going to be with my child, I want the time to be quality time because I don't have all the quantity time. So I want it to be quality first. And I'm chasing him and I'm running with him. And we have so much fun together. We're giggling. Half the time I am actually out of breath because he's running everywhere and I'm busy panting. It's crazy. He's, he's in very good shape. But I'm chasing his friends around. We have so much fun together. And I think that's, that's what a childhood is about. It is, you know, because after all, they're five. They're little little people who have a ton of energy, whose metabolism have not yet, you know, become the devil, you know, <laughs> like mine. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm just really excited. We'll have to get you back on because I know you're really into the fitness thing and you're a fitness buff. You have your own show that comes on yes. cable there. And we'll have to talk about fitness because I – um, what we're doing, oh, yeah, when you, you said something that really triggered something in me. Uh, September is Childhood Obesity Month Awareness. So, and you said you have, you know, you start with Austin, he's five, and you do fitness with him. Well, we're having mm-hmm. a fitness trainer here in Memphis, Tennessee, and that's all they do. They work with children on exercise and fitness and Zumba and aerobics, you know, and they have the children come to the studio, which is extreme to a lot of people. So we're going to do that show next week, and you just, kind of like confirmed that it's a great idea when you said, well, we do this with him. And I knew I'd always already, um, because I was trying to get healthy, more healthy years ago when my children were small, I made them do this. Now, I know, like I saw, I saw a video, this guy was training his little four-year-old for camp, and it went viral because he had the little boy run beside the truck, right? And I'm thinking, that is cruel and unusual punishment. I thought that was over, I wouldn't even wow. extreme. It's as extreme. And um, so they had him, you know, he's they want to charge him with child abuse, but he thought he was just a boy. No. See, yeah. are you serious? Oh, yeah, poor man. yeah. And instead of him being out there running with the little boy, he's in the truck driving so he could have light because it was like early morning. Now, that to me, it went way past what anybody could say was extreme. It wow. Was but what we're talking about on Bravo's new um, Extreme Guide to Parenting is nothing like that. I do like the minimalists, though. There are some minimalists that, I, that came through Memphis. I think they're from right. your area of town, and we did a show on it. So these people on another, because they're like nine, right? Have you met all the cast? No, I haven't yet. I can't wait yeah, to that, but I haven't yet. I know, because I think what they're, what they're doing, the minimalists, I think that is so awesome that these parents, you know, they don't have a home that they call home. Mm-hmm. These children are being raised literally, you know, almost like homeless people, but not. Right. And so, you know, but they and are seeing the world. 
Yeah, exactly. My point. You got to look at. You got to be open to some of these things. And there are nine right. different families that this um, that Bravo is featuring. And I was just so grateful to, to have you to feature on our show oh, because I really dig you. what you're doing. And I, I know, like you said, they are sponges. They're like all. They're like a DVD player. They're always on <laughs> on record. <laughs> they're always on record. And so they're either going to pick up stuff that will be useful when they become adults or they're going to pick up stuff right. that will not make them useful, you know, in this society that we love in America. So what you're doing rocks, lady. It rocks, it rocks, it rocks. Thank and you. I appreciate it. Play day. Yeah, cause he's already traveled, you know, my little grandson. He's been everywhere. <laughs> they just got back from the mountains in Chattanooga, Tennessee on Oh, Sunday. that's fantastic. So, you know, you've got to get the kids out. You've got to let them be kids and let them explore. And, you know, you teach them their boundaries by getting them out. You don't, you know, you don't wait till you take them to the restaurant and then they want to flip a switch. And you want to, like, Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's something that, that uh, the show will also portray us uh, going out to a nice restaurant. So you'll have to watch. And I always speak to people about the chicken fingers and french fries. My son is five. I don't want him eating that every single day now. So we're trying to explore him. We're trying to open up his palate a little bit. So you have to watch to see how it goes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you've been an amazing guest. I love your energy. I love your passion for what you're doing. I love oh, thank how you brave so much. you are for letting them come in and see your parenting decision, which a lot of people are going to say extreme, but I say it's different and it's challenging and it will benefit Austin in the long run. And long as, you know, he's enjoying it and you are mom and dad, so you get to make the decision. Thanks, Bravo, for recognizing that we have our own way of parenting and that should be optional for people to understand and watch it. So tune in every Thursday, right? Every Thursday at 9.30 p.m.? Yes, correct. All right. Well, Miss Dr. Marissa Silver, we appreciate your time. And thank you again, so we'll much. We'll be reaching out for you again because you, you're an amazing guest. Love that energy. Oh, thank you so much. It's cold coffee. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> love, 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 love. All right. Well, coffee and vitamins. So, you know, we live by it. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Loretta thank McGarry. You. As always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye-bye, everybody.